This podcast was created on Messy. Create your own show today at Messy.fm. Hey, do you love reading books and using your phone? You will love Audible. Audible has the largest selection of audiobooks available online, and for a limited time only, new members get a free audiobook of your choice and two free Audible originals when you sign up for a free trial today. Visit www.audibletrial.com slash the Rope Talk Podcast and sign up for a free trial to receive a free audiobook and two Audible originals. Fantasy, fiction, horror, sci-fi, you name it, Audible's got it. Visit www.audibletrial.com slash the Rope Talk Podcast and sign up for a free trial today. Happy reading! Everybody and welcome back to a brand new episode of The Rope Talk, where we discuss WWE and its superstars every Friday. Before we begin this episode, I wanted to set a quick disclaimer that there will not be any new episodes until August 9th. I know and realize that this is quite a long time without episodes, but unfortunately I will be traveling and I'm unable to bring my recording things and equipment, especially my microphone, with me. With that out of the way, I will keep tweeting reminders so you guys don't forget. Once again, there will not be a new episode until August 9th. Thank you all very much for understanding. Remember, you can always listen to episodes on Messy at www.messy.fm slash the Rope Talk Podcast and on Spotify and Apple Podcasts. Search the Rope Talk Wrestling Podcast on both streaming services to download episodes and listen on the go. Today we'll be talking about Mike and Maria Kanellis showing up on Raw, the explosion that took place at the beginning of Raw that affected both Bobby Lashley and Braun Strowman, and Heavy Machinery taking the win against Kevin Owens and Dolph Ziggler on SmackDown Live to join the SmackDown Tag Team Titles match at Extreme Rules. And we're also going to be talking about the current WWE Extreme Rules match card, which is subject to change. Without further ado, let's jump in. I want to kick off this episode with the topic of Mike and Maria Kanellis and all that happened on Raw when they were on. Flashback to the beginning, when Becky Lynch and Seth Rollins were actually having a backstage interview regarding their match at Extreme Rules against, of course, Baron Corbin and Lacey Evans. That's when Maria Kanellis showed up first, interrupting their interview by saying that Seth and Becky are not the first WWE relationship. Then, Mike Kanellis came to Maria's side, and that's when Maria proposed the idea of Becky and Seth versus Mike and Maria. Of course, a match. Right then and there on Raw. Of course, knowing Becky Lynch, she agreed, and that's when the match began. Basically, all was well when Seth Rollins faced Mike Kanellis in the beginning of the match, but when it was time for Seth to tag Becky in, Maria literally ran outside of the ring, or outside of the skirt of the ring, I guess you can say, And she was running away from Becky. Once the two women were finally face-to-face, Becky was ready to punch Maria. But this is where things get really shook up. Maria grabbed a mic and yelled, I'm pregnant! And that statement really made the audience and the people watching at home, like myself, really confused and have a lot of questions. 
Like, why would Maria announce that during a match? And also, is there a possibility that she's lying about that? I'm not sure, but in my opinion, there's quite a big chance that Maria is not actually pregnant because of the timing of that announcement. Of course, I'm not one to know because I'm just a fan, but let me know what you guys think. Tweet me at WWETheManBecky, no spaces or capitals, and let me know if you think Maria Canellis is, is pregnant or not. Okay, moving on from that, not long after that, Becky actually applied her finisher move, the disarm her, to a shocked and surprised Mike Canellis who was in the ring the whole time. So of course, Becky and Seth won that match. Now after the match ended, Maria had a lot to say to Mike. She called him out for not being man enough and even said that Becky was the bigger man here and that she would rather have Becky impregnate her. Whoa there, Maria. That was quite a statement. To top things off, Becky even replied to WWE's congratulatory tweet about Maria's pregnancy and said, quote, You're welcome. So what does that mean? Does it have something to do with the idea that Becky didn't punch her in the match? Or does this mean something else? Honestly, I can't make a prediction because this is the first time we saw Mike and Maria Canellis on Raw with Becky and Seth. So hopefully later on, there will be more info on that for me to discuss, hopefully in a future episode for you guys. But now that we've covered that topic and all that happened in that segment on Raw, let's move on to the next topic. Next up, we have to discuss that explosion that occurred at the beginning of Raw that took place during Bobby Lashley and Braun Strowman's Falls Count Anywhere match that was set to open up the show. Basically, both men were out of the ring and they were attacking and wrestling each other around the Tron, which is the huge screen that shows videos and images. However, when they were pushing each other through the Tron screen, the screen busted open, and that's where the electrical explosions occurred. If you missed this segment, basically there were multiple booms and loud thuds and crashes as the two men were getting near the explosions. Both men seemed to be unconscious and unable to move their bodies and legs. So this was amazing storytelling, and it even had me worried that it wasn't planned. But it was planned because they wouldn't stop showing replays throughout the rest of Raw that night and even SmackDown the next night. That explosion really woke up the crowd and got the audience ready to kick off Raw. Remember, Paul Heyman was recently given the job of executive director of Raw, so to a lot of people, including myself, this explosion was Heyman's idea. And personally, I thought it was genius. In my opinion, before Paul Heyman was executive director of Raw, the whole show was just kind of taking a wrong turn, like not utilizing the right talent and the right superstars, and not giving the women a chance at longer matches. However, there's still a lot to be done for both Raw and SmackDown, but I personally really enjoyed the show. They started off with a literal bang, and that's what got a lot of people invested to the TV screen, or if they were actually there, to the ring. Overall, I thought Raw, I hope Raw will continue getting better and more entertaining, and I truly hope that both Raw and SmackDown Live will utilize the women more and give them longer matches. But that's for another episode to be discussed sometime in the near future. Moving on, we have the topic of Heavy Machinery taking the win against Dolph Ziggler and Kevin Owens to get a spot in the SmackDown Tag Team Titles match at Extreme Rules. This is a huge deal for Heavy Machinery, as they're fairly new to the main roster and they're already getting big opportunities and title matches at pay-per-views. So with that being said, let's discuss the match itself. 
As of now, and I say as of now because the match card can change, the SmackDown Tag Team title match at Extreme Rules includes the current champs, Rowan and Daniel Bryan, against Big E and Xavier Woods, and now Heavy Machinery, of course, Otis and Tucker. Now, this does include a heavy six-man match. That means that there is a lot of potential in this match from all of these men. So hopefully WWE doesn't make this match a bad one. But anyways, since there are six men competing in this triple threat, triple threat match, try saying that five times, it will po- possibly be most likely a lot longer than expected. Of course, as long as this match is good and all the competitors deliver and entertain, which I'm sure they will, I have no problem with how long it is. Now with that being said, let's advance to the last topic of today's episode. Alright, last but not least, we're going to discuss the current match card for Extreme Rules taking place next Sunday on WWE Network at 7pm Eastern Time. Now, before we actually start this topic, I wanted to put out there that I will not be live streaming Extreme Rules on my Twitter like I usually do, because I leave for travel the next day, so basically next Monday, and it's just a lot going on in my household right now, so I really appreciate your understanding so much. But all of the matches and descriptions that I'm about to say are from DigitalSpy.com, which provides sports-based news and entertainment, so huge thank you goes out to them. Of course, this match card is subject to change, because we still have one more Raw and SmackDown Live until the pay-per-view, so some matches may be altered or even added to the final card. With that being said, the matches I'm about to announce are not the final match card. This is just what's currently on the match card. Starting off, we have the Universal Champion and the Raw Women's Champion Seth Rollins and Becky Lynch versus Baron Corbin and Lacey Evans in a winner-take-all match. After somewhat limp feuds between Seth Rollins and Baron Corbin and Becky Lynch and Lacey Evans, we've now got a feud between all four of them. The biggest problem to date has been that despite picking up the odd qualifying win here and there, It doesn't feel as though Corbin or Evans have really earned a shot at the biggest titles in the WWE at this this moment in time, let alone their third or fourth attempt. And while the reality era dictates that real-life relationships will inevitably become intertwined in WWE TV and pay-per-views, we'd be lying if we said that the on-screen team-up of Bex and Seth doesn't feel a little awkward and voyeuristic. All that said, we can't complain too much about seeing Rollins and Lynch together, in action. Two of the best in the world joining forces to put down two big mouths who don't even know when they're beaten. Here's hoping this one is done with after this, and that the champs can look ahead to other challenges apart. Moving on, we have the SmackDown Women's Championship match between Bayley and Alexa Bliss. Alexa Bliss has never been afraid to let her friends do her dirty work for her, and with Nia Jax currently not in the WWE right now from an injury, she's looked towards recent NXT graduate Nikki Cross for support. We say support, but poor Nikki has been taken advantage of horribly by Alexa, and not only have all her efforts only really benefited Little Miss Bliss, she doesn't even seem to realize this. Ah, well, while the penny doesn't look like dropping anytime soon for Nikki, Bailey isn't likely to be distracted by that old psychodrama. Instead, accept the hugger to do the business when it matters, for Alexa to irrationally and unfairly blame Nikki, and for Cross to finally explode and strike out on her own. So personally, I agree with that. I have a feeling that Bailey is going to be the one who is 
well, right now she's trying to be the peacemaker in this situation. She's trying to teach Nikki that she's being used and not for a good thing. She's just being taken advantage of. So I can't wait until the time when Nikki Cross is finally going to strike out and explode on Alexa Bliss. I think that would be a great feud between both of those women. So hopefully that'll happen in the near future. Moving on, we have the WWE Championship match between Kofi Kingston, the current champion, versus Samoa Joe. Okay, so Kofi Kingston has been a fighting um, WWE champion since Kofi, Kofi Mania went wild in April. He's taken on all comers, from Seth Rollins and Baron Corbin to Kevin Owens and Dolph Ziggler. But this feels like his biggest challenge yet. Samojo is a former NXT champion and US champion, but he's always just fallen short when it comes to the top-tier titles. His long, long feud with AJ Styles saw the phenomenal one always edge ahead, no matter how many times, how many mind games Joe tried to play. And initially, it looks like Kofi isn't taking any of the bait. Kingston will be the favorite going in, still riding that post-mania wave oh so high, but Joe will be very much aware that his opportunities at this level won't keep coming. We expect that to spur Joe on to do the unexpected and finally get that top-level WWE title that has so far eluded him. So personally, I don't know what's going to happen in this match. Normally, I have predictions for every single match, but but I don't I don't know what's going to happen here because both of these men are extremely talented and right now Kofi is the babyface in the storyline meaning that the vast majority of WWE fans are rooting for Kofi now Samoa Joe just lost his um championship title against Ricochet if I'm correct so he's he has nothing on him. He doesn't have any titles on him. He's not a champion right now. With that being said, is WWE going to rush in and get him a championship, or are they going to to leave him empty-handed for a while? So I'm not sure. Of course, like I said, both of, the, both of these men are extremely talented. Both of these men are able to carry and entertain a match. They're both very capable of doing that. So with that being said, I'm really excited for this match. Um, I know that both of these men have great potential, so I will be keeping a close eye on that match. Moving on, we have the WWE SmackDown Tag Team Championship match between Dan O'Brien and Rowan, the current champions, versus Big E and Xavier Woods from The New Day, and versus Heavy Machinery, of course, Otis and Tucker. Daniel Bryan and Rowan were an unlikely tag team on paper, but they've shrugged off all all-comers since winning the SmackDown Tag Team titles. It won't be easy for them to retain come extreme rules, as not only is Champions' advantage nullified in a triple threat, but they face two incredibly tough opponents. Or should I say, four, because it's four men. Big E and Xavier Woods are no stranger to crunch title matches, while Heavy Machinery seems to be hitting their stride at just the right time. But Brian and Rowan are probably the smartest wrestlers in the WWE right now. And while they don't have to be pinned or submitted to lose their titles, they can also take advantage of the triple threat stipulation to let their opponents take each other apart before picking up the pieces. Okay, this is also a really interesting match. Like I said a couple, mo uh, a couple moments ago, this has six men in this match. And I did say that every single man who is complete competing in this match they are extremely talented, they are extremely entertaining, 
They are able to deliver in every single match, every single promo, in my opinion. So, as long as WWE doesn't screw this up, I think that there's a lot of potential for this match. I think it could possibly be one of the best matches on the match card. Um, But, of course, only time will tell. But with that being said, I'm also going to keep a close eye on this match because this is one of those bigger matches. Of course, not only are there more competitors, but it is a triple threat tag match for the tag team titles. So there's a lot on the line in terms of championships and rewards. So with that being said, I once again will be keeping a close eye on this match. Moving on, we have the WWE Cruiserweight Championship match between Drew Gulak, the current champion, versus Tony Nese. 205 Live is perhaps the most coherent bit of WWE TV, and maybe even has the very best wrestling bell-to-bell. After a chase that effectively started back at the Cruiserweight Classic, Drew Gulak is finally your WWE Cruiserweight Champion, and he's not in any hurry to give it up. He's up against longtime rival and former champ Tony Nese, and both men know that there's more than gold at stake here. Every pay-per-view is a chance for the Cruiserweights to steal the show and get more eyeballs on 205 Live, and make that strap all the more important. So, expect both men to pull out all the stops, but it's Drew who might retain after waiting so long for his first reign. Okay, so, I I always repeat this in every single episode. Well, not every single episode, but the majority of them. I don't watch NXT or 205 Live. I only watch uh, Raw and SmackDown. So, I don't really know these men, but I did see them battle it out at Stomping Grounds. Um, I believe it was a triple threat match with Akira Tozawa as well. But I saw what they were capable. Uh, I saw what they were capable of. They're extremely talented men. They are extremely great at wrestling. They're able to deliver and entertain in matches, in promos. From what I've heard, so this is probably going to be a great match. Especially because, according to DigitalSpy.com, it says that. Drew is probably going to retain after waiting so long for his first reign. So this is kind of like a classic babyface versus heel story, I'm guessing. Because if Drew Gulak had to wait so long to get his first championship title, then there's a very high chance that he's going to retain that title. Unless they want to have um, Tony Nese the champion, which I'm not... I'm not mad about because I don't even watch 205 Live, but personally, um, I'm going to keep a close eye on this match as well, just so I can really get a sense of what these men can do and just what I can expect from 205 Live as a whole, so I will be keeping a close eye on this match as well. Moving on from one of the most anticipated matches, The Undertaker and Roman Reigns versus Shane McMahon and Drew McIntyre in a no-holds-barred match. Roman Reigns vs. Shane McMahon has been played every which way on WWE TV and pay-per-views over the last few months that we are very sick of it, and I agree with that. Not a single thing can make us care about these two and or their associates going at it one more time. (laughs) Oh well, that changes thing. (laughs) From Saudi Arabia, they crossed out Saudi Arabia, so I'm not sure what that means. But, oh, I get it. It says, from nowhere. Okay, from nowhere came The Undertaker. And while we're not entirely convinced that this story totally hangs together, we're all of a sudden a bit more interested in this one, for novelty alone. The twilight of The Undertaker's career has been fading fast, with the bright spots like the second part of his Brock Lesnar trilogy and victory over John Cena at WrestleMania being few and far between. 
But here's another chance for the dead man to give us something great to remember him by, as well as a chance for Roman Reigns and Drew McIntyre to drag themselves up the card. Oh, and also a chance for the big dog and Phenom to finally relive the WWE universe of Shane O'Mac's never-ending reign of terror. I said relived, and I meant relieve the WWE universe from Shane O'Mac's never-ending reign of terror. Okay, I happen to agree with the vast majority of what is said here. Um, I did think that The Undertaker kind of came up out of nowhere. There was really not much hints or clues being put out there. WWE didn't really tweet that much about The Undertaker during that time, if I'm correct. So it was quite a surprise. Um, For some people, a bad thing because they didn't like that. Some people, like myself, I thought it was genius. I thought it was a good thing because we already know Roman Reigns is capable. We already know that he's extremely talented, but having The Undertaker at his side, a legend that is known for being a hero for hundreds of thousands, if not millions of people, that is crazy. I'm definitely expecting this to be a good match, and if it's not, then I'm going to be really angry because there's so much potential already. Even though The Undertaker wasn't scheduled to be here, if that makes sense, like it wasn't hinted that he was going to be here, I know that this match has potential because... Every single person on this match, or in this match, has potential. Every single man in this match is able to deliver and entertain and wrestle really, really well. So, I'm personally extremely excited for this match. And, yeah, I'm going to be keeping a very close eye on this one. Oops. Okay. (laughs) Moving on, we have... Nothing. (laughs) Okay, so... That is all of the match cards for WWE Extreme Rules. Of course, it's being streamed on WWE Network at 7 p.m. Eastern Time on Sunday, next Sunday. So, or not next Sunday, it's actually this Sunday, I think. Hold on, let's take a look. Okay, so it's going to be streaming on the WWE Network next Sunday. Okay, so... I'm personally really excited for this pay-per-view because there is a lot of matches or there are a lot of matches on this card that really seem intriguing and interesting to me. So I'm going to be really excited, especially for the Lacey Evans and Baron Corbin versus Seth and Becky. I'm very excited for that match because maybe they'll want to have Lacey Evans champion. So As I said, that is a winner-take-all match. So really, there's just so much potential everywhere you look on the match card. I'm really looking forward to the vast majority, if not the vast majority, then all of these matches. And like I said before multiple times, this is not the official match card. Because there's still one more Raw and SmackDown Live, and that's when they can change things up. Maybe they'll add matches, maybe they'll alter the ones that are already there. So with that being said... Um, this is not the final match card. This is just me reacting to what's already there. And I actually happen to think that there are going to be more matches because really there was only... So yeah, there, there's only six matches that I see on this website right now. So I happen to feel like they're going to add more matches here. So of course, like I said, this is not the official match card. This is just what's there right now at the moment. So... Yeah, hopefully hopefully it's going to be a good pay-per-view because I'm really excited. I think there's a lot of potential, like I said. So let's just hope WWE doesn't mess this one up. 
All right, but that's all I have for today. Thank you all for tuning in and listening every single week. I truly appreciate it. Remember, there will not be a new episode of The Rope Talk until August 9th, and that is because, like I said, I'm going to be out of country and can't take my equipment with me. Thank you all for understanding that. If you would, if you like what you hear, please share this podcast and listen on Spotify and Apple Podcasts, too. Search the Rope Talk Wrestling Podcast in both streaming services to download episodes and take the show with you everywhere you go. Of course, you can always listen on Messy at www.messy.fm slash the Rope Talk Podcast. And to get your three free audiobooks, visit audibletrial.com slash the Rope Talk Podcast to learn more as well. Thank you very much for listening, and we'll see you August 9th.